the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. All right, welcome to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon from Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, and I'm coming to you again this week uh, with a special guest, someone that I truly, truly admire in terms of his gifts in in being an art artist in in terms of being a comedian and and truly maximizing his potential in the arts um, industry and really pulling other people with him and really also bringing the fun to Christendom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, you know, Juice the comedian is right here with us. So welcome, Juice. Uh, thank you. Wow, All that right. intro was that was touching. It was touching. <laughs> it was touching. I know, right? Don't make yeah. fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. So we continue our conversation on Kingdom Legacy, and um, Juice the comedian uh, is the the son of Pastor Joe Sutton, uh, late. Bishop and pastor of Spirit of Lord Church, and um, as one of the few impacts that he had um, on this earth, and really Jesus is looking to take things further and continue building on the legacy for the kingdom, and also in honor of Pastor Joe. But you know, how did you come up with the name Jews? Um, so funny story. Uh, I think I've told it on the show before a long, long time ago. I want to hear it again. Yeah, I was going to. So I was in high school. I had recently went to Benil St. Marcus, which is Catholic school. And, you know, I was like, oh, I want to try something new. You know, I want to be different. So I had like juice boxes in my backpack. I always never, never was seen in school without a juice box. So all the upperclassmen, you know, even during football practice and stuff would call me juice box. (laughs) And so I had the name Juice Box for the longest of time. And then uh, when I became an upperclassman, I was like, you know, I'm a little more mature. We can knock the box off. You can just call me Juice, you know. Okay. And that kind of carried over to college and, you know, so on and so on. And so when I started doing comedy, I was like, well, everybody already knows me as this name. So I might as well just, you know, stick with it. So pretty simple, pretty basic. But that's <laughs> that's how I got it. Okay. Well, that makes sense because I was wondering, man, I- why juice but but anyway you know was it something specific about juice boxes that you know attracted you to them Um, them? well i just well they were cheap you know i didn't have a lot of money back then so it was like 99 cents for a six pack so i had like i was like oh yeah it's easy this is the closest thing to iconic i can think of in ninth (laughs) grade so i was like i'll just do that all right all right so you mean right now you got the cash Longer. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say all that, but I, no, no, but 
we getting there. You know, you gotta manifest it. You gotta speak right. it into existence. And that's right, cause right, cause right now you look fly. <laughs> <laughs> you look fly with that, you know, with that nice outfit. Uh, but I, I know that you represent the kingdom well, and um, you've done a lot of um, shows across the mm-hmm. Twin Cities, across the length and breadth of the U.S., and you've you've um, traveled and done had a few initiatives that have impacted. Uh, people you know in the church and outside of the church alike yeah. you know what what started this passion um on it i mean looking back it's funny because you know god has a funny way of making everything make sense when you look back at things and um like in middle school i was always a class camp, a class clown and my principal was like always telling me you should get in stand up you should get in stand up mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know what that is but i'll look into it as long as it'll keep me out of trouble because <laughs> I kept going to the office because I always was making jokes. And um, so I looked into it. I watched tons of people from Kevin Hart to Dave Chappelle and uh, Eddie Murphy and different things like that. And I'm like, oh, I can, you know, I can do that. Little behold, you know, when you watch someone great, they make it look easy, but it's a lot harder than it looks when you get up there. Um, but it just became a passion of mine to, to really make people laugh. And it, it never became like, a thing about how oh, I want to be rich and famous. It's just like, I truly and genuinely enjoy bringing smiles to people's faces. So like I make people laugh even when I'm not making money. I mean, even at church, you know? Yeah. And so like, that was my genuine passion and love because I was like, man, I, I want to bring joy to the world. And then, um, when I became getting serious about my faith around in college, um, mm-hmm. I really felt that God was calling me to use that as a ministry tool. Um, to impact the kingdom and because like you know not everybody like wants a lot of things but like everybody wants to laugh like there's i haven't met one person that's just like i i don't like comedy at all i don't like laughing at all you know unless the person is possessed yeah yeah (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) and so it's like and so that it um god kind of really opened my eyes to saying that this gift that you have is is essential Mm -hmm. and it's it's useful and so Um, that's when I realized like, okay, it's not about, it's not about me anymore. It's about making people like bringing joy to people. And I, so I have this motto where I'm saying, uh, changing the world one smile at a time. Wow. And that's, that's, wow. that's my, that's my goal and that's my mission. Yeah. Um, and, and I know, I know dad was also funny. I mean, yeah. he would create a crack a joke at almost anything yeah. and, and I, I miss that laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just make, you know gets me emotional there. But you know, did you get any inspiration from him? Or? I got a lot of inspiration from him actually. Okay. Um, he was kind of one of the first people. Him and my uncle, who both I have passed now, they were both kind of the people that were like, mm-hmm. "You got to do it." Like my dad was like, "I I realized that I wasn't called to be a comedian because you were," and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, that makes wow. a lot of sense." Because he's like, he was always the funny guy. You yes. know, he went to school with Bernie Mac, grew up with Bernie Mac. Both of them were cracking jokes and stuff together. And um, so a lot of my inspiration came from him because he has funny and unorthodox ways mm-hmm. of doing things. But um, it, it's a comedy perspective. So when I started doing sketches like on, on the Internet, a lot of those sketches came from my dad's inspiration. Because it's just like, this is just like, these are, things are so funny, but people would think that's too funny to be true. But it's like. A lot of it is truth. A lot of jokes <laughs> contain truth in them. I mean, yeah. yes, it's exaggerated, but it comes from a real place. And so um, him and my grandma are two of the people that 
that like influenced me the most but my dad was always the one that was pushing me Mm -hmm. to 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 go further and go more yeah and thinking about that it just um to know that you know this comes really natural nowadays because i'm i'm like even in a conversation you just think right at the top of your head and crack a joke i'm like yeah. Did you plan it? Did you rehearse it? <laughs> yeah. You know, but you've getting comfortable with, you know, standing in front of uh, crowds and, yeah. and you know, talk about that journey. How, you know, how did you graduate from um, being that, you know, funny bone in your classroom to now, you know, being in front of hundreds and thousands and making yeah. them laugh? Well, I'm a middle child, so that, that kind of explains everything right there. <laughs> I had to do a lot to get attention around the house. <laughs> so, so that kind of helped translate on the stage. But um, honestly, just like I'm a visual learner. Mm-hmm. And so I, I saw things that my dad did that my Uncle Steve would do. Yeah. And like Uncle Steve was a, a big influence for me as well, just like that comedy portion. And for me, like in conversation, I'm always working on my craft. Like how fast can I? can I flip something and make it funny that somebody says? And, you know, so I do that a lot in church and after, you know, after service when we're eating lunch and stuff or like when we're around crowds. And I think it all started like in high school, like with, you know, being around when I, when I knew that it was a gift was in high school when I was like, Oh man, I can make white people laugh too. (laughs) Oh, this is different. (laughs) You know, cause it's like, cause you know, for a lot of times, a lot of comedy comes from, you know relevance you know and so when i when i was able to go into an environment that was completely different than the one that i was used to and still make people laugh i was Mm -hmm. like okay all right you know looking back now i'm like oh god you set this up before i even before i even knew it and so just being more comfortable with making people laugh was kind of like my thing and like my biggest accomplishment when i was making my mom laugh my mom was it was it was nearly impossible for me to make her laugh like all throughout high school she just wasn't having it but it's like you know when you've been around my dad your entire life jokes are just like oh you got to do a lot to impress me right. so making her laugh was like oh, oh wow like yes i got her <laughs> get somewhere <laughs> yeah and so it was like it was it was just the constant practice of just being in conversation being able to flip that because when i do a show i'm very like personal like i like yeah. to interact with people that's why I I love big shows, but it's hard to like interact because a lot of my material comes off the top of the dome of reacting to what people are doing, and so um, it just yeah it's just, it it I practice a lot in regular conversation, and sometimes I'll have a joke in my head and I'll bring it up into a conversation. If people laugh, I'm like mentally writing it down, like mm-hmm. okay, that was good. If they don't laugh, I'm like all right, scratch that. We're going back to the drawing board, you know. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I practice because I never went the traditional wow. comedy club route. Yeah, and. And I think that that's that's relevant because God God sets up things for us in advance, and yeah. all our sometimes our experiences do culminate into something you know greater than we anticipate or expect. Yeah. Um, growing around your family also influenced you. Now you got a few albums out, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> talk a little bit about. Um, so I'm a big music fan. I love music. Uh, I love listening to music. I love trying to recreate music. But one thing about me is it always becomes funny. <laughs> so whatever it is, it always becomes funny. And so I, uh, I just randomly, like a year after college, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put out like a comedy album, you know, cause I've heard people like Emmanuel Hudson, 
uh, Weird Al Yankovic. They've done stuff, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do my own version. So I came out with a little mixtape. Um, people loved it, and then I decided. And then later on in life, I did two. Eventually got done to do two albums. The albums, okay. um, So one was two years ago, and then one I just put out last fall. Um, just kind of having fun and just, you know, doing it. But I never realized how hard it is to make music, and mm-hmm. I respect artists a lot more because there was a lot of stuff where – I didn't know where people were like, yo, you should do this, you do this. And I'm just like, I thought I was just going to get on a microphone and record. I didn't know everything yet. And so it's like it brought a new perspective. Um, but I, I enjoyed the journey. And um, it was just fun because it was like, you know, I can make music that make people laugh. That based that were most of were based off my comedy sets that right. I took on the road. And so your most recent one is Simpin' Season. Right? Yes. <laughs> was that man I was yeah like, yeah so <laughs> so simping season is kind of well simping is kind of like a uh a, a, a new generational term for like uh i would say hopeless romantic mm-hmm. like okay. super hopeless romantic so in, at in the time that i dropped it it was like it's like considered simping season time from september to this to february because people are like oh i need to find you know, I need to find somebody to cuddle with or I need to find somebody to love in this cold period. You know, when we're up north, uh, I don't know what they do down south because it's warm all the year round. But people are always saying so. I was like, oh, let me come up with an album that makes fun of that stuff. And so I did it. Uh, actually recorded it in L.A. when I was doing shows out there. And nice. um, yeah, and it was it was fun. It made it feel official. Like people thought it was gonna be like a real project, and I was like, nah, bro. I, I just so happened to be out here, <laughs> and I just recorded. It. It's not like I flew out there just to record this album. <laughs> it's like, nah, that's not what happened. But yeah, it was a fun process. Yeah, and um, you've been influenced. Um, I think you you mentioned that um, outside of dad's influence and Uncle Steve and a, mm. a few others that you grew up listening to and watching. You know, you you have Shed G as your mentor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Shed G has been a big mentor to me, um, especially from the Christian entertainment industry perspective, because um, I didn't really know many Christian comedians. Um, I got the opportunity to open for Michael Jr. in, in college when he came to my college, um, and he was the only person I knew because my dad had introduced me to him um, through a Thou Show Laugh DVD. And then, like, I knew Sinbad does clean comedy, but... Yeah. Um, so like being able to maneuver that industry and he taught me a lot, took me under his wing um, and basically just showed me the, the ropes and how to like expand my network because churches will be around forever, you know. And so, how you doing with that? It's uh, it's going well. So, I mean, COVID obviously knocked things back a little bit, but um, things are starting to pick up a little more and, and uh, it's it's starting to go. We've got a couple couple shows here and a couple some out of town, but no. Yes, it's it's hard work, man. It's a lot of emails. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I think the growing pains of that, you know, you enjoy the fruit of your labor yeah. when you sit back and watch. Yeah. So you know, we'll be going on the break, and we'll be coming back, and on the other side, we'll we'll find out how people can get your material, or mm. you know, look you up on YouTube, subscribe to your channel, and and all that stuff. So um, again, you listen listening to Isaiah sixty one. Um, hosted by the Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. My name is Pastor Solomon, and you can actually catch up on previous episodes um, on our podcast. Go to am980themission.com 
and search for Isaiah 61 or look for the podcast and Isaiah 61 is right there. You can catch up on previous editions of Kingdom Legacy and you would be blessed by the conversations that we're having because we're trying to change the community one conversation at a time. We're trying to rebuild our community for the Lord one conversation at a time. So godly conversation, motivating each other, encouraging each other, supporting each other. And so as we go on break, listen and enjoy Jews, one of Jesus' music, and we'll be right back. <laughs> yes, sir. My melanin popping like fish grease. Wifey black too, ooh. Yeah, her very sweet. Can't believe she married me. I stay on my hustle like I'm Gary V. I love God, black power till they bury me. Shout out to the kids in the ghetto. It's a windy road, so just pick the straight and narrow. Make the icy soft, you gotta mix it with the jello. Hit the candy house, about to take on my dineros. They wanna. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis. Throw out that old beaver and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible Teachers and Ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. All right. Welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon, and we're continuing our conversation on Kingdom Legacy. And um, I have with me Jews, the comedian, um, Joseph Sutton the third. Yes. Yeah, right in the studio with me, looking fly and all that. And <laughs> you're enjoying his music, creative mind, a genius. Um, he's also an MC, you know, so if yeah. you want to book an MC out there, you know, uh, you know, contact Jews the Comedian. And so I wanna how can people get in touch with you? Um, so there's a couple of different ways. Um obviously through social media. Um I'm on Facebook at uh Juice the Comedian or my, my personal page is uh, Joseph Juice Sutton. Um Instagram is the real Juice Sutton. So anywhere you can find like Juice and Sutton or Juice the Comedian, that's that's where I'll be on YouTube, Juice the Comedian. But um for bookings and stuff, I have a website. You just go to the real com. Oh, you got a website. All right. Yeah, yeah. You're fancy, yeah. huh? Yeah. You know, All right. Gotta you gotta fake it till you make it. You know? <laughs> the real juice sudden yeah, All right. So just go out there to the real com if you want to book um him and he's phenomenal. He's actually been an MC for um the GSM T V Awards show. Yes. And um, it's one of my favorite events. Yeah, he he he, he lit up the place. <laughs> <laughs> and people have been requesting for you. Yeah. That I'm like, hey, you know, it comes with a price, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's next for Jews the comedian? Um, so really, just continuing the uh, the comedy train, and so um, I, I just locked in a couple more years with the twins. So I do the in game hosting for the twins now. Well, I have been for the last 
well, technically three three years, but last year doesn't count because we had COVID. Yes, so. yeah. So it's a it's my technically it's my third year, but I've been there for four years. Um, and so just doing that, that's been an amazing opportunity and just an amazing experience. Uh, just being able to do that and um, yeah, and so branching out. So I'm uh doing films and stuff now. And, Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I've done commercials before, and so now I'm uh kind of stepping it up i'm in film school or acting school um i graduated from film school but i'm in acting school now and uh got casted for a, a big movie in the fall and then mm-hmm. i'm working on my own short film that i wrote will direct and then also starring uh so for my for my th- that'll be like my, my thing uh i want to start being able to produce and direct and act in films and stuff um, so yeah, yeah, and I, I've seen it. If uh, several of your skits, um, mm-hmm. you like, <laughs> you're so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, uh, video gaming, and you know, having just just um, storylines that connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's your creative process? Anything specific? Man, a lot of it, um, a lot of it comes from just seeing real life things Mm -hmm. and like immediately you know something comes to my mind or um usually it's just like (laughs) i my my creative process is a lot of a lot different than most people think like for me all my skits are improv but just great editing yeah Yeah. so i'll sit in front of a camera and i'll think of something and i'll have a recording and then i'll start acting and then i'll like okay how would so and so react to that and i'll start recording that and it's just like if you if you saw like the behind the scenes of what i do you'll be like how the heck did he get that and yeah because i like <laughs> you did a skit on um people waiting on their stimulus checks and yeah you're like, <laughs> man, that was so yeah. genius yeah it's yeah. so because it, it came from a real place that was me that was, that, that was me and so um i think one of my most popular ones was um I, the quarantine uh chronicles oh, yeah. Um, and so a couple of videos went viral and, uh, the first one and the last one, and then everything in between really did really good views. But, mm-hmm. um, I just was sitting at home one day and I was like, man, this reminds me of like a, a book of Eli moment. And so I was like, let me just record a bunch of random things like post-apocalypse film and with a voiceover because they're always exercising for some reason and like, and they're always doing this and then that first one like went viral and they're like bro you got to keep doing it so then i started doing it every week right and it started building traction yeah. and then the last one i did i was like all right i'm gonna make this epic because i'm i'm fresh out of ideas i don't know where else i can go with this <laughs> and uh yeah and then that one went crazy i did some special effects and stuff and it's terrible terrible special effects but you know for someone like yeah. me i thought that was amazing just being creative huh yeah yeah love that love that and so you all young folks out there that you know have the creative gene um you know connect with the real jew sutton and um you know make something happen he yeah i mean are you open to mentoring people yeah kids? so that's also the next phase of my life god has really put on my heart is to um create a uh a platform for other people to shine so um, I created a entertainment company called Clown Squad Entertainment, and the, the purpose and mission of that is um, to basically build up like this generation and the next generation of entertainers to make you know that playing field more even. Because a lot of people don't realize it's a lot out there 
there's a lot of there's a lot for everybody to yes. make. You know, it's it's yes. easier if we do it together than apart. And so I'm creating this company or I created this company to give people that that easier road to success. And so I basically share them all the knowledge that I've ever acquired. And then I work with them. We shoot skits together. Um, actually, this film that we're working on is like the first film for the company. Okay. Um, and basically giving people an opportunity that, you know, Hollywood and other places wouldn't. Wow. Wow, incredible. And, you know, thinking about Kingdom Legacy, I can't think of a better way for us to build on the legacy um, of Jesus Christ than to, you know, tap into our creative, um, you know, in our being and, and genes and, Use that to propagate the gospel and also create a platform. So yeah. really proud of what you're doing. Um, I I know I've seen you, you know, perform, and you are also a preacher, even though you don't call yourself a preacher, yeah. but you, <laughs> you minister to, to the hearts of folks. And so um, go to therealjuicesutton.com. Um, look for him at um, Real Juice Sutton on mm. Facebook, Instagram, um, and then you're on SoundCloud too, yeah. right? And yep. so Spotify, Spotify, and and so on and so forth. So uh, you can be a blessing to him and go go donate, you know, to his ministry to to the call that God has. Yes. I'm trying to start life. an app, so that would be lovely. If you All right, <laughs> yeah. So again, thank you for listening to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon, um, and we're talking about Kingdom Legacy. Check out uh, previous episodes on am980themission.com and be blessed. And also visit that as sotlc.org. And you can donate to our ministry or be a blessing or reach out to us if you need uh, mentoring. Thank you and God bless.